0: didn't pass the editing check it's the no class podcast with your hosts Eddie and Matt hey Matt how's it going fan freaking tastic how are you we've been talking about bringing the energy level down for the podcast (laughs) really try and lure everyone to sleep with this one go
1: to sleep and good night. And close your big stupid eye. Anyway. <laughs> All
0: right, you got anything you need to talk to right off the cuff, right off the bat here? Well, uh,
1: we are so, I think I can say we, are so very pumped, primed, and ready for some
0: NTRPG. You got that right. Yep. Which is coming up really not even a week now. Not
1: even a week, yeah. We'll be rolling down the road. We'll, we will have ariven, arrived. We'll be there. The, the The We will have riven. Anyway, Rivendell. No, yeah, we will, we'll be there this time next week in the hearths and hearts, buoyed by the spirits of our comrades in gaming. Yep.
0: And we don't want to bring down the room too much, nope. so let's just yeah. briefly say, yeah. get well soon, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Much love. Much respect, bud. And it will be difficult to enjoy NTRPG without you there in person. Absolutely, but we know you would want us to, so we yeah. will do our best. Yeah,
1: I believe Doug's that kind of guy was like, you know, he would want us to be just having a revel and having a great time in his stead. He seems like the guy that would kind of want the Irish wake. Yeah, or like I was thinking, I'm from Louisiana, where you know they have a they go, bye, bye. You know, they'll do a whole big you know swinging jazz band,
0: you know, whatever. Yeah, i so. a lot more biblical. Well, the I want the uh, in, you know. tearing of the hair, the wearing of the like burlap,
1: I would, I want great
0: that. misery, moaning. Yeah. yeah, of course, you know potatoes and orify or whatever. You know. Yeah, hopefully Matt going around smacking himself with a board and pennants at my loss. <laughs> there aren't enough boards or enough time. <laughs> there really it wouldn't be for a tragedy of that scale. But <laughs> well, that's like we've often uh. said. I'm like, if anything ever happened to Matt, I don't think I'd even want to do the con anymore. (laughs) And Matt says, if something happened to you, we'd name the con after you. (laughs) It'll be the Memorial Long Con. Yeah, exactly. So we have some differences of opinions
1: sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll like uh, take his ashes and have them forged into dice.
0: Which will only roll ones. Probably. I would think that'll extremely be extremely disrespectful. E- even from even,
1: even from beyond the grave you would still taunt and I would rather really be shot
0: out of a cannon like uh Hunter S. Thompson. Sounds good. Sounds good. Why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, or like if you want, we can do like the Viking, you know, the set the boat on fire, we'll put all your gaming paraphernalia and transformers around you and just set on fire and push you out uh, in the lake.
0: That would be quite the echo disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All that molten plastic,
1: and your you know charred remains would be a pollutant of the worst magnitude.
0: Well, that might actually heal the whole thing. Might purify the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> uh huh. Wow, that's a
1: Prince reference. Holy crap! Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. All right, we've got that out of our system. Um, and then we've actually had someone today uh, ask me about. Long Con November. I know, it's hard to believe I'm mentioning Long Con at the beginning of one of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. But I'm, as much as I'm super jazzed for our favorite. NTRPG. Yeah, uh, uh, Con, yeah. I'm already getting excited for November as well.
0: Well, we'll beat this dead horse yet again. But if it wasn't for NTRPG, think about all the things that we wouldn't be doing. There wouldn't be no podcast. Nope. We wouldn't have our little uh, Long Con. Nope we,
1: yeah, no. So, I mean, you if you you can lay the blame right at uh, Doug and Mike and Gary's, O's feet. Yep. But, you know, a, a quick shout out to Gary. God bless Gary. He is just a, a, a top-notch A-class individual. Who is this yeah, Gary? Yeah, exactly. Who he is is the backbone. The man behind the scenes pulling the levers.
0: Whenever anybody asks that question, they should just get Stricken slapped across the face smacked yeah. smackdown
1: that would grab the biggest gaming book you can you know the dcc book you know and just smash them in the face or and in the face huh or in the throat i like that yeah but anyway enough about that
0: so uh long con long con yeah. somebody asked you about it
1: yeah and just uh in <laughs> and you
0: told them we weren't having it i said nope and they None were like it's like
1: when it's going to happen and i said well I said, if you were paying attention to Facebook, uh, you had just posted that, uh, that like probably right after NTRPG. Something I don't, there was yeah. a date, maybe I don't know.
0: I think it's the seventh. It's
1: the Monday after. The Monday NTRPG. after, and that seems we've done that before, though, haven't we?
0: Eh, I don't know if we've opened it right then, but it's usually a good time to do it because we're going to get a lot of quality marketing in of our own con.
1: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah,
0: yeah. But I think we've said it before. Is this year. It seems like they, when they came out as our special guest at the Long Con, they mm-hmm. generated a lot of buzz. So mm-hmm. I think we will be seeing a lot more familiar faces from the Long Con at NTRPG.
1: Yeah, we've talked to we're blue in the face about how much love we have for NTRPG. This will be our fiftieth. Yeah, fiftieth year going. And so uh, that being said, it's interesting that finally the Long Con faithful are heeding the call, and we're going to have some of our. Friends who are vendors and gamers going. I think, man, you guys are in luck. Dirthen's bags are the poop, and uh, Game Night Games' his minis are just beautiful. I gotta give props. TJ has dialed that stuff in. It is. I was just breath was taken away. Anyway, so yeah, this is really exciting. That it's because I love. That's why we talk about we do a con because we want to hang out with our gaming buddies. More than once a year. So it's cool that we get to see our long con pals at another con. So that's cool. Anyway, so what are we going to talk about? What are we going to get into? All right,
0: the very first thing, we're going to change the format a little bit here. Oh, my gosh. So I recently had to go up to Dallas and spend a little time there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my unnamed friends recommended that we go to the Dallas World Aquarium. (laughs) Okay. so we went Mm -hmm. and we did not have a good time it was pretty miserable (laughs) oh my I described it as like going to Disney but you're in the line for a ride that you never get on the ride it's just the line itself wow that sounds like a lot of fun so for once I thought you might enjoy it if I brought a little backup so Unsolicited reviews from TripAdvisor. This one is called Utter Chaos. Avoid at all costs. They allow it to be packed. If you don't have COVID upon entry, you will upon exit. People are literally bumping into each other. It's so crowded. People with kids and strollers clog up the small areas, videotaping the exhibits like it's their first time to ever see a fish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not a lot of room on the inside to move about. The gift shop is so crowded, you could easily just steal what you want because there is a line so long to check out on top of it, so full of people and kids grabbing toys off the shelf. There is zero organization here. Super stressful couple of hours. Wow. Okay. So, so. Uh, holy crap. Let's see if that warms you up for this one. Come here to get COVID. <laughs> This is the perfect place to get COVID, despite the claims on the website of following safety precautions. Only allowing timed entry and reduced capacity, encouraging social distance, etc. All lies. lies. We booked a ticket for the supposed timed entry and showed up to find a very long line. Before entering the uh, checked temperatures, that should be they checked temperatures, and required masks, which give a false sense of security. We thought that once we got inside, there would be social distancing. It was packed, literally, shoulder to shoulder. Sardines. This goes against everything they say on their website regarding the COVID safety protocols. To make matters worse, at the frog exhibit, one of their display screens fell off the wall and landed on my seven-year-old's foot. (laughs) He was in so much pain, he wanted to leave. However, it took us another 20 minutes to navigate through the thick crowd to even find an exit awful experience and they should be ashamed of how they're operating wow covid friendly facility all right here's the last one for you this is the worst aquarium i've ever seen i am from toronto canada and we have ripley's aquarium which is an absolutely beautiful aquarium it is very clean with lots of space and huge tanks i have also been to Dubai dubai and visited the aquarium there as well as georgia and lots of aquariums around the world i think i've seen enough aquariums to be able to compare this aquarium is the worst thing i've ever seen it's not really an aquarium it's more of a zoo animal prison the animals (laughs) do not look healthy at all a large percentage of the animals are visibly injured oh my gosh no not a rescue organization here the building smells awful And no, it doesn't smell like animals or the rainforest. It smells like mold, feces, and urine. Like an animal cage that has never been cleaned. Oh, my. The tanks and enclosures for the animals are very, 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 I cannot stress this enough, very small. They are not recreated habitats. They are small glass enclosures like a display case. The whole place made me so uncomfortable and so sad. I could not wait to leave. (laughs) This is not the way to do it. This place should be shut down. I am not an activist. I love to travel and see things, but I have to say this was an awful experience and this place should not exist. (laughs) Do not visit or support this place. Save your money and skip it. (laughs) Even your kids will notice that the place is smelly and the animals are not happy. No. So there's a little outside review for you guys. We'll step away from the RPG thing for a minute there. So just if
1: you ever thought that Eddie was goes negative a lot, <laughs> apparently he's got some backup on
0: this one. That's too funny. So yeah, I thought that would be entertainment to you. So if you ever have some time to kill in Dallas, this is not the place to kill it. No. Cuz I think you would appreciate this too that I the tickets were like 25 bucks a person. What? Plus, you had to park in downtown Dallas, so you got to pay the parking fee for that. Yeah. And it's supposed to take like three hours to go through. Uh-huh. It took us like 10 minutes. Wow. And it's more of a aviary. Yeah. Not apiary. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot more reptiles. And you really yeah. couldn't call this an aquarium in any other world. And if yeah. they had named it something different, yeah. that would have helped. Because yeah. you think aquarium... New fish. There's going to be a lot of fish. A lot of fish. It's going to be inside. Yeah. Uh, It was a hot, muggy day. Oh, yeah. And people were literally just packed on each other. It was a a pre-COVID world in there.
1: You see, the the person who told me about it, I'm intrigued because this is a person that had a literal meltdown when they were forced into an elbow to elbow situation. You know?
0: Well, this this wasn't anybody that we know. This was some unnamed person. Yeah, Yeah, yeah would recommend that right right but i bet that they have not been there when it was in business hours i'll bet and probably should not recommend it in the future Mm. no blame i'm just saying be forewarned if Mm. you tell somebody hey go check that place out they might punch you in the face when you get back yeah yeah. but we definitely we had the time to kill Mm -hmm. so even then it was like well it's something but ugh yeah not recommended But I can recommend uh, Common Grounds Gaming. Uh We went and checked that out. That was really cool. They're right next to, I think it was Ajax Comics. Oh, cool! I bet it's Apex Comics. Oh, bet. And how was Apex? Really great. And they're right next to each other, so I was like, "Is this part of the game store?" And they're like, "No, this part's the comic, and then the next part is the separate game shop." But it's good, geek culture synergy. Yeah, I was gonna. It could be a one-stop shopping if they had a. Little Caesars there or something like that too. Well, that
1: was like, like I said, when I went to Austin a while back, there was one little shopping center that had three or four shops, but they were all geek nerd centric. So I thought that was brilliant. This is brilliant. One-stop shopping for your nerdly needs. Yeah, if yeah. you're getting
0: them to come to that strip mall anyway, you might as well try and stack the deck and have it all there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. Well, good that there were some pleasant experiences from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So I can recommend that. Uh, it's a good place to go and check out, but they have really no space to play. Mm-hmm. So they're just jam packed with merchandise. So, uh-huh. good place to go and shop, check out all the cool stuff. But I think, I don't know, they may have some magic going on there, but even that, really kind of packed. Well, and see,
1: like right now, a lot of shops like our beloved Geek World isn't open for gaming,
0: you know, oh, know but you can shop. That's a know. good point. Uh, since this ha- kind of happened a little bit back now uh, with this later podcast they were only allowing 12 people in at a time so it was completely different from dallas world aquarium where they were just shoving you in kind of like you see the uh subways in tokyo where they have the guys to squeeze on a few more people that's how the dallas i mean even if if you had any of that kind of uh claustrophobia or you just don't want to be in a crowd yeah this was the place to set it off you're like wow And I can't remember what we were talking about before where it was like, it just felt weird in the time of the COVID. Mm -hmm. In the time time of the the COVID. COVID. To be elbow to elbow, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of like, it's weird to be out in person again. This was Mm. like, it's weird to be just freaking pressed in a mass of humanity again But
1: that comic store in austin again they were like looking around when they let me in and they were like okay they looked around, went okay you can come in and they were like before you first thing they made you sterilize sanitize your hands because you're good because people have to touch comics pick them up they go play with it you know or the the paraphernalia the the poppets the things you know
0: but this does lead us right into comics (sighs) oh my so you got any comics any comics you want to talk about? No, I'm
1: I'm reading a new one but I've just started so I don't really I guess I'll save it for next time.
0: Okay. And another thing I'll mention before we get into this is that me and Matt have to save content <laughs> for the podcast so there's stuff that we're like yeah. i'm reading this but i'm not going to tell you what i think of it or what exactly i'm reading because we can talk about it on the podcast yeah
1: there's stuff where just organically we're on the headsets playing um ps4 and by the time i'll start sitting like now nah, i'll save for the podcast well i was going to say one thing before we jump into comics just as kind of like you talked about hey something's been going in my you know personal life or whatever recently hey guess who's uh blocked on facebook again yeah <laughs> Facebook bandit <laughs> that's me, but here's the thing is, in the past, I've put some very questionable things on there, so I don't entirely blame them some sometimes, but uh, this time, no, it was something from twenty nineteen that was innoxious twenty nineteen why do we why are we going back? I have no two years, idea. and so it's just silly, but I mean, I think I'm allowed like if you made a post, I can comment on it,, mm-hmm. but I can't post anything of my own, hmm. So it's one of those deals. Well, that keeps me from posting all these mean memes that I'm posting. They're so mean.
0: But couldn't you reply to something with a mean meme? Probably could. So, what's the point?
1: It, again, Facebook is idiotic, but anyway. And
0: the other thing is, the main way that you spread disinformation is this podcast. Yeah, duh. If they only knew. They you know. just shut this down. Duh,
1: please. Anyway, I just i am using a cider, just also for edification of friends it might be like, you're probably going back, like, we won't see anything. I haven't seen anything from Matt lately. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. So, anyway, there's a reason. All right,
0: carry on, sir. Some All right. comics. Comic books. Apparently, what is in fashion right now is Evil Superman. Oh, my. Because you think about The Boys, where uh-huh. you have Homelander. You think about Boiler Alert. Anyway. Oh, good, good, good. That's I mean, really good. I started. And then there is Irredeemable, <laughs> which, again, is kind of that evil Superman. It is Mark Quaid's 37-issue tale of an evil Superman. It's pretty good. It drags in a few places, but overall, highly recommended. It has a sister comic, Incorruptible, which is the story of said evil Superman's only physical rival villain who turns good. Hmm. As this Superman goes evil, mm-hmm. that gives him sort of the uh, crisis of conscience. So he's like, no, if, if this guy is so bad, then I have to be good. Hmm. I, I guess it kind of shakes him to his core and snaps him out of that. Uh, the sister comic is not anywhere near as good or interesting in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't read that much of that, but I did run the whole read the whole run of Irredeemable. The other one is Incorruptible with his, I don't know, this was kind of, I, I don't know, so cheesy that this bad guy had to be so bad he broke every rule. So his sidekick is a young teenage girl named Jailbait. Yeah, so many groans. Yeah. Anyway, this is the same author that wrote uh, DC's acclaimed Kingdom Come and also Empire. Ah. Uh, Kingdom Come is rightfully highly rated. Uh, It's fun. It's four issues of what happens towards the end of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman's crime-fighting careers. Hmm. There's lots of new grim and gritty heroes running around, and this is how they respond to that. So since it's only four issues, I won't spoil it for you, but it's kind of the response. It was written around that 90s, 2000 era where everybody is, you know, the Punisher or what was it, U.S. Agent or War Machine or Thunderstrike. You know, everybody had a. This is the grim and gritty version of Thor or Captain America or, and or Iron Man. Lo- Lobo, who's
1: who's a kind of a grindball character, not really a hero. His comic became popular in the nineties
0: again. So yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the, a response to that. It's very good. It's only four issues, like I said. So I'm not going to give you any spoilers other than to say, really good. Uh, Empire is sort of a what if Doctor Doom took over the world? Yay! I mean, boo. But. I know Victor Von Doom. I worked with Von Doom. And Golgoth, you're no Dr. Doom. It's not a bad read. It's only about eight issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two were published by Guerrilla Comics, an indie publisher that uh, Quaid was the uh, founder of. And they shut down and the remaining six were done under DC. It's very much of its time, early 2000s, when the comic authority was gone and people were going off on their... uh, wild whatever you can do in comics oh, we can do it all now man so kind of like i'm gonna show it all and I have these weird plot lines you know where people just explode for no reason <laughs> and you can show the gory violence mm-hmm. uh, it wants to be a cyberpunk with a game of thrones intrigue but it's pretty predictable uh, if you haven't already guessed i've also been looking at some of the hottest names in comics and reading their work and forming an opinion so far mark quaid is impressive uh, I'd say Alan Moore is like my all-time favorite, and our boy Garth Ennis. Ugh, that's just kind of like the legendary names. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, like uh, Neil and The Sandman run. I really oh, enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. But that's kind of where I'm going at now. To as my comics reading takes me all over the place, I'm kind of like, well, instead of like, hey, these are the top 100 books or something, I'm like, okay, what are the top 10 authors or something like that, and mm-hmm. trying to trying to read their. Because I mean, I've I'm been impressed. That, like you've been like, oh, this comic's
1: supposed to be in the top ten of most people's lists, and you see a lot of these names. It's kind of like if you're going to read the great literature, like you haven't read Dickens. Well, it's like you're going right. to read the great comics. You've got to read exactly. X, Y, Z. You know. By the way, I'm sure you've read the actual comic. We we have seen the movie, The League of Distinguished or uh, Extraordinary Extra- Gentlemen.
0: You've read the comics, right? Yeah. Those. Well, that's some Alan Moore for you. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's that's I knew that was Alan Moore. But but I will say. I can't think of how many like trade paperbacks of that there are or like little story arcs or what have you so the first two mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Hell yeah." Mm-hmm. And then probably like the last two it's like, "Hell no." Huh. Yeah, it really there's some parts where you're like Ugh. Mm-hmm. and it'd be spoilerific to say some of it but I'd like that he incorporated a bunch of literary figures mm-hmm. but when it's like now we're going to roll in Harry Potter cuz it it eventually moves all the way from like the Victorian era mm-hmm. I mean there's some with James Bond in it which are kind of cool wow but it keeps going and going and then you get your more modern ones and it's not as good yeah it what he does with it that's not a a slight on Harry Potter mm-hmm. or any of that but he doesn't have the love for it and mm. it shows yeah. so they get run through the ringer pretty hard. Yeah. So. Interesting. But speaking of what Matt was reading in comics, the old head lopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like Samurai Jack a lot in the direction, Which would you say? I, I love Samurai Jack. Exactly. But it's almost like if somebody was directing the action, that's what it feels like, like the director of Samurai Jack.
1: Mm-hmm. Which uh, is the
0: cinematography, uh, Gennady Tartakovsky yeah, yeah, how he does the action in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is kind of Hellboy esque, mm-hmm. yeah. Which uh, I, I I love that kind of art where It's not too polished, and that's where me and you differ because oh. I guess I'm more like the photorealistic guy ah, or something like which that. Which
1: is fine. Everyone's entitled of their opinion, you know.
0: But you tend to go off to more like I can't think of what was it like was it Hot Rod Magazine or whatever? Like, did you ever see that show Super Jail? Oh, you super drill. I hate that art. Really? Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'll never know how if that shows any good or not uh-huh. just because I hate that art style so much. And I want to say it was Hot Rod or something like that that had that that their uh magazine had that type of art. Yeah, it could I know Kind of like a Rat Fink.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Ratfink. Yeah. And see, I love ugh. the old Hot
0: Rod Ratfink stuff, too. It's it's all good, man. It's but, all good. Right. But that's where me and Matt do have a difference of opinion. We're not yeah. completely lockstep in everything. Yeah. Which and that's is good. where it's like, ugh, that art. Yeah. And so I don't like the rough so, art as much. I don't know why. And that's fine. you were going somewhere. Even though, oh. even with that, that it took me a bit to get into the art. And mm-hmm. it's not as bad as like Super Jail and all that. Oh, it's no, more no. Hellboy. It's,
1: yeah, I want to say it's not like Super Jail. It's, yeah, it's a better description, it's more like Hellboy.
0: So I didn't. I don't hate that art, but it's mm. not my favorite where it's like, oh, my God, you've got me off the bat on the art. On the art, yeah. So he actually had to suck me in with the story, uh-huh. and he did. Yeah, and aren't those really just great stories? You, at the time, I don't think, gave it a glowing review, but the mm. interplay between Hed Lopper and the old hag is what won me over. And yeah. I don't know if I'm further along than you are. When I've read the
1: first two quartets and
0: about halfway into the third one, yeah. have you seen the part where they're having the conversation about which is more powerful magic or steel oh yeah I love of that. course yeah, that yeah. was great that was great because that was right before he they fight like the undead Giants right so that's where yeah I was just cracking up that part and I was like all right I'm on board for this ride right yeah. now, now it,
1: but it, yeah so it's uh, so the artwork might not be your cup of tea You either like it or hate it but still the stories or the writing's really good and the interplay between the characters and yeah I know it's it's really good and I put it this way if you like fantasy gaming or something, after reading that first quartet, I'm like, man, I want to go run a black hat campaign of this like right now, you know, yeah. or DZC or whatever, you know, it's, it's just, it, it really got my fantasy medieval role playing juices flowing because I don't know if I I didn't talk this up, but there's even though I said it's kind of medieval and he's supposed to be a Viking, there's definitely fantasy elements like we just mentioned uh, giant undead and i love in the first few pages of the first book he's fighting some sort of aquatic kraken giant thing and true to his name he lops its head
0: off that's what he does that his that name is, is no exaggeration it is no, he or lie is, or yeah, whatever you yeah. want to
1: say. Yeah, and I mean, you'd figure it while you'd get old, but it really doesn't. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if he has
0: faced anything yet that does not have a head. That
1: was not decapitated, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: some some creature that just does not have a head. Yes, yeah,
1: some amorphous being. I've thought, man, I can't remember. But if yeah. he does,
0: he'll be out of luck.
1: It's the one I find though. If you and me are on the same page, the deeper I got into it, the more I'm like, okay, what's the deal with him and this head? You know, because I want to know the story about why does he is he cursed is he compelled? Why does he carry this head around that's constantly aggravating and agitating? And like you said,
0: that's there's got to be a good reason that he puts up with it. Yeah, so
1: that's what I'm. It's like one that kept me reading as long as it did was that I'm like, well, they're going to show me, they're going to tell us. Like it'd be funny if that's at the end. If he if they do like Lost or something, he never tells you the why of why he's carrying this still talking decapitated witch's blue witch's head around. She's like a troll witch, like a, like a hag, like a, an anise or something. Anyway, yeah, so you, you enjoyed it good. because so, no, I know sure. that you and I have had some, like I'll go, you should check this out, and you'd be like,
0: it stunk. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm glad you liked it. You know? Yeah, so if you like uh, fantasy gaming, which you probably do if you're listening to this, yeah. and Hellboy, and or Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. those are some good I think keywords to get you on. But I would say
1: even if you didn't like some of those things, it's like back in the day someone told me, "Hey, you should go watch uh, Firefly," and I'm like, "What's it about?" Like it's like a it's basically like a space opera, and I'm like, "Meh." It's kind of like a western. Went, "Meh," Mm -hmm. but man, I love Firefly. It's the best thing since sliced bread. But I'm not. I I appreciate some westerns and I've enjoyed some uh, space opera, but no, that you know, so you don't necessarily be turned away if you don't like these buzzwords.
0: Well, to go into that, to just completely go off topic for a minute, I'm not the biggest fan of the Western genre, Mm -hmm. but some of my favorite movies of all time are Westerns. Westerns.
1: Yeah, see, I mean, oh man, for a few dollars more, the good, the bad, and the ugly... Unforgiven, yeah oh, exactly. oh unforgiven a tombstone those are some of the greatest movies ever but if you Ryan. said, yeah oh yeah we could but if someone said want to go watch some old westerns i'd be like like i have to be in patient's rooms while i do these treatments and gun smoke god old people love gun smoke yes. and i'm sitting here just clawing my eyes
0: out you know <laughs> which i will go watch some gun smoke or bonanza
1: yeah, no, I gotta say I have a soft spot for bananas because that
0: just reminds me of my grandparents. Yeah, I can remember sitting yeah. around and watching it with them. But yeah. am I typically going to jump up and turn that on myself? No. no. Yeah, that's got to be more one of those like, oh, you're yeah. watching this, or I'm in the hotel room and that's what's on, and then yeah. I'll be like, you know, I really have an yeah. appreciation for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that is funny though because I definitely me and my granddad, which I love my granddad, that was our thing was at the end of a long day of whatever, was sitting there in our skivvies and him uh, eating a tub of ice cream. The man was. Rail fin and uh, smoking menthols, and we're <laughs> watching Bonanza or Gunsmoke it like after the news went off. But anyway, yeah, we went completely off the rails there. Okay, so you enjoyed
0: Headlopper. Cool. Really good. So your recommendations coming off of this are Irredeemable, really good. Another one of those evil Superman type stories, but good. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Come, if you like DC DCC, or if you like DCC, if you like DC Comics, it's got beautiful art. Uh, it's got a great story it's only four issues long so definitely check that out and again head lopper not lobber that would be the guy that
1: throws the heads yeah or cindy lopper
0: it's, all right you got anything for tv
1: tv oh tv my. Shows. tv so showing that i get behind on stuff definitely these days Mature audiences, ha-ha, not even. You know, that's the little warning you get before Rick and Morty or uh, Solar Opposites, you know. Okay. Nothing really mature about those.
0: you going into Solar Opposites?
1: Well, actually, and Rick and Morty because oh, those kind of dovetail because Justin Roiland is involved with both of those, but um, Harmon is not involved with Solar Opposites that I'm aware of. So I never really knew to appreciate Rick and Morty for this fact, but going to watch Solar Opposites... Harmon, and, and and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but if if it was there, it couldn't have been that overt because that, I don't remember it. But like religion bashing or po- political stuff, it's it's not really there. And just it goes to, or if it is, it's 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 not in your face. You know what I mean?
0: I bet somebody's going to pull up an example to where you're like, oh yeah, but. I I will give you this point for the moment. Yeah, okay. But that was like... And I will say where you're going, that solar opposites is more so.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's very overt. And, I mean, you know what? That's good, that's bad, whatever. But it's kind of like... I remember a great comic once talked about people that like kind of go for the cheap shot political jokes. Usually if you look, that's not your most talented comics or one in their latter years when their skill's kind of waning. That's like that low hanging fruit. It's just easy. You know what I mean? And you know, if you need that quick, easy kind of joke or whatever. But anyway, ultimately I say I, I appreciate Rick and Morty, uh uh and so I finally get around to watching the most recent season and somebody had told me about the first three or four stank.
0: Oh Rick and Morty? Yeah. Okay.
1: And basically I kinda concur. I really watched those first few that I think they had done a, a bifurcated Yeah. Like the bifurcated season yeah. or something. And I remember thinking, ah, this guy's just Mr. Negative, but no, these were poopy. But Thank you. Yeah, but the rest of the season, I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. Because I yeah. think
0: it was one of those like the first however many or like Season six part one, and then season mm-hmm. six part two or something like that
1: yeah and so and with you talking about solar opposite recently, I had watched the first half of the first season and really enjoyed it and I went back to watch the rest of the first season and then I was going to jump on to season two and like I said, I kind of got caught up in a little bit of that I was like eh, it kind of turned me off a little bit some of the uh um you know, religion bashing sort of jokes or the political jokes. But that aside, back to what we were saying before, though, they could make a show that's just The Wall.
0: Yep, 100%. And
1: I would watch that and devour it. I really...
0: I wish they'd do a spin off of it.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but, like, the guy who was the protagonist mm-hmm. in The Wall... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I bet you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. No, I wouldn't I'm not spoiling, but I'm telling you, oh that when that happened I was like, son of uh anyway, okay. Um yeah, so there so that's T V. Um Is
0: that all you got? Because I got a couple. Yeah, no, go ahead. I think that's kind of it. So I guess since you're kind of talking about low hanging fruit right now, yeah. Have you seen that there is the what is it? Modoc show?
1: on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah.
0: So have you seen that it is a thing?
1: Yeah. And why wouldn't it be with all the other Marvel stuff? But oh I well. I think
0: it's also on like Disney Plus or one of those two, but they Which actually to, owns Marvel? I think Hulu has all of the shows right now, and Disney is doing it a week at a time. Oh. So I'm going to give that the golden thumbs down. That was the worst piece of crap that I've seen in a long time. I didn't make it through the first episode. Wow. I think it was a 30-minute episode, and I got about Mm -hmm. 15 minutes in, and I said, no, we're done. So can you give us particulars?
1: I mean, we could definitely say, you know what, if anybody's watched what you recommended, and they like the sort of things you like, they might just go, you know, if Eddie says it's bad, it's bad. But some people would go, well, tell me why it's bad. It's the
0: most predictable jokes. It's the most try-hard. It's the most lulls, random, what line would go here. It's just so cheap and stupid. Wow. And I hate it so much. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it. Tell them how you really feel. If you watch some of the like, absolute worst family guy, that's what you're getting. And then wow. probably even worse than that. Okay, yeah,
1: that's bad. So,
0: yeah, it's yeah. going to be like the gross-out gag or just... Uh, and what
1: does this have to do with Modoc?
0: Because he's a... It's almost like The Office where he's Michael Scott or something, where it's Mm -hmm. like, LOL, look at our dumb fathead boss. You're going to giggle when I tell you about this, I bet, but in the very opening, he's fighting Iron Man, and he steals Iron Man's boot. So then he celebrates that like a victory, even though they completely got their butts kicked. Mm -hmm. And I see you getting ready. You're like, that sounds hilarious.
1: No, I'm just grinning ear to ear, but go ahead. So so, the, the, so I give him that that premise is amusing. Yes. That premise is amusing. And he you're grinning too talking
0: about it. Because of the stupidity yeah, and because yeah. I know that somebody will be like that does sound kind of funny. Uh-huh. So he kicks his wife out of bed so that he can sleep with the iron man boot. Okay. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that joke writes itself because uh-huh. he's like, "Yay, I've got the boot." Okay, what's he going to do next? Oh, he's going to show it off to all of his troops and then he's going to take it home to his normal suburban family. A big floating head
1: as a normal suburban family. Yeah. yeah,
0: one kid looks like the mom, normal. Uh, the other kid, I think it's the daughter. I mean, I watched this for 15 minutes. It mm-hmm. looks just like him. Like a
1: floating head or something with a little weird... It's
0: like, how would you even give birth to that lady? Yeah, exactly. I will suspend my disbelief, but... Yeah.
1: But I think that's part of, uh, part of the humor is that, like, see, it's, there's no... Conceivable, you know, biology, how this but girl that, could be born in to It's to like that mom. the obvious joke. Yeah, exactly. Like, ha, ha, you're supposed to, you know, laugh that there's no way there'd be a family like this. Ha, 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 I guess. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Just,
0: My sodium yeah. levels. Uh, exactly. But what's good, Castlevania. Yeah. So, Castlevania Part 4 or Season 4 came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can now officially tell you that you can watch the whole thing. It's good. Season 4 was the end. Mm-hmm. There may be some spin off shows. Uh, it seems like if you have watched it up to this point, you've probably already watched the whole thing now before mm-hmm. this came out. But if you watch the first three seasons, everything that happens in the third season pretty much seems like it gets thrown out the window (laughs) in season four. Wow. And yet it's still really good. Hmm. So it's just a kind of like, Oh, I talk about the predictability Mm -hmm. like, Oh, all these vampires are preparing for a war on humanity. Mm -hmm. And then about two episodes into the new season, it stops and it's like, no, 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 here's the new plot. It's like, okay. All right. That's a little disappointing, but, 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 that keeps but it's it still, interesting. Yeah. But it was still good. Yeah. So. So,
1: so did you like the way they ended it?
0: Yes. Cool. You are safe to watch this show. It has a good ending. It's good from beginning to end. Good deal. You are safe, people. Mm. That's what we're doing out here.
1: We're looking out for you. We're dropping on these grenades for you.
0: So I bet you are going to jump on another grenade movie here, aren't you?
1: Actually, no, but then I'm going to finish the pop with one big with something interesting. But carry on. I want to wait till we're done with the regular pop. And I don't have any movies this time. Oh wow. At least well, I don't think I do. No.
0: I've got a movie for you. Knives Out. Ooh. So that is a murder mystery with mm-hmm. James Bond himself, Daniel Craig, as a southern gentleman detective, my good sir. Oh my. It's got the style of a classic Agatha Christie mystery. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh let's gather everyone into the room. Everyone into the Paula, and mm-hmm. we'll discuss this out. It's got some good laughs too, so it's oh, wow. not just deadpan serious. Who who's,
1: who's in that other than Daniel Craig because there's some there's some good actors in there.
0: Uh Chris Evans, is that super or not Superman, but uh, uh Captain, Captain America. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah,
1: so i soon remember him being in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think else. Uh Kathy uh Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh wow! And I'm trying to think. Uh, that might be all the names that I'm like. Oh yeah, but, but I remember singing oh, it. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. And you're like, is he still? I thought some... he was. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It might have happened more recently than the movie, but I don't know. I think I'm dropping the right names good. anyway. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, it's got some good laughs. I'm not going to give you any spell spoilers, of course, because it is a murder, murder. mystery. Yeah. But uh. Oh, and uh, one more thing. If the detective is ever asking you for your help, if you're in one of these situations where there's been a murder has occurred and you may or may not be the killer, Mm -hmm. if the detective is asking you for your help, if you're the only one that he can trust to do this or that, he's probably on to you. Like Columbo. Uh Oh, and uh, one more thing because he'll always be like, "Well, you're the expert on scuba diving or something." Of course this person was murdered underwater. So, how would somebody be able to do that? And of course the murderer always has to go, "Oh, it's this this and this." And it's like Ugh. Yeah. if he's befriending you and if you are the if you're a Hollywood celebrity on this, if you're the biggest name other than Columbo, mm-hmm. yeah. It's you, you were yeah. you were the killer. Yeah. Think about that.
1: But you know, but Columbo played up. He, he was this bumbling idiot, and so they always thought, "Ah, oh, this guy's not smart enough to, to sit, look through my Machiavellian plan or exactly." Whatever,
0: you know, but that's the thing is he, Columbo, always lures them in by looking all uh, crumpled Disheveled and you know. yeah, and playing down his intelligence, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody on there that's the murderer does think that they're the smartest guy around. Yeah,
1: the smartest guy in the room. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I highly recommend Knives Out to you if you like murder mysteries like oh, that. check it out, yeah. And uh, they're making a second one. Oh, wow. So hopefully we'll get to see that pretty soon. Yeah. All right, more into the pop culture dun, dun, is dun. video games. Video games. You got anything you want to say about Fallout 76? I think
1: we've beat that that horse to death. But I'll just say one more time, if you're that holdout that's like, no, I heard it was a crap game. It, here we are two something plus years later. It's a fully fleshed out game. Very playable, very fun. I'm really starting to enjoy Nuclear Winter, so it's 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 got, it's like two games in one, because you can play that Battle Royale Nuclear Winter, and a lot of people are, and some people are particularly fond of it, you know? So I will, anyway, yeah, I won't belabor it.
0: I will, because speaking of Nuclear Winter, uh-huh. they have their little daily quests just in general for the game, so mm-hmm. one of them the other day in Nuclear Winter was to kill another player. Mm-hmm. So, We have not really sharpened our skills in the PVP arena. Mm -mm, So that's the almost impossible one for us. So I was holed up in my usual area. Mm -hmm, It wasn't going to tell you what it is. Exactly. Somebody comes running in the door. Uh I blast them. Uh We die at the same time. I'm like, I don't care. I quote unquote killed them. I'm going to get credit for this. Nope. Nope. Their teammate runs up just in the nick of time and saves them. Wow. So I had to do it again, but yes indeed I was able to finally get somebody and get that good deal daily, deed, the daily deal daily dirty deed done. Yeah. But no, I, but I I enjoy
1: it. Even one time I took second place cuz I just played hide and go seek the exactly. best. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, I, you know, I'll tell myself. But I, I used to be big into PvP gaming. I used to be in my jam. Not, not me. Yeah, not know really not that really I can
0: really think, think jam, of. Yeah. I can't think of it because I wasn't into MMOs or anything mm-hmm. that would usually have a multiplayer feature. Yeah. The, the old wow battlegrounds
1: and stuff. And the, and also when we played star Wars galaxies or whatever that was, yeah. I got you guys come in there one time and y'all were like, all right, we did this for you, but never again, you know, and, and I love
0: the battlegrounds in star Wars too. So, so the video game that I can talk to you about a little is monster hunter Rise. What do you like monster hunter? Do you own a switch? There you go review over uh, it's hard to compete with monster hunter world Ooh. world is freaking fantastic I've only played rise a little bit uh, it's the old you got to want to play this tutorials again though Yeah. whereas yeah. world got away from a lot of that hey it's back here uh, it's so long before you get to any real action there's yeah. so many tutorials and so much walk around the town this is where this person is talk to this person okay, now walk over and talk to that person. It's like, why don't you just let me go hit something with a sword? That's why I'm here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think there'll be even more of that, that it's going to be a slow start. Whereas again, like I said, World did away with a lot of that. Uh, It feels like it's also slower in World with its controller response because some of the things that I had fought in other games, it just, I don't know, it felt very sluggish to me, but I haven't played that much. Uh, I do think it's a decent blend of the old school and the new. It's got some of the world stuff. It's got a lot of the old stuff. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the previous one on the Switch, which was Monster Hunter Generations, because it kept way too much of the old stuff, mm-hmm. which when World first came out, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I like I like the old slog. It's kind of like uh, being that first edition player as opposed to the fifth edition player where you're like, they cut out too much of the crap. Without yeah. the crap, it's not going to be good. There's no, you know barrier to entry or whatever I guess. Yeah. Gatekeeping. It's too easy. Yeah, that gatekeeping. <laughs> but we learn to love it and then you wonder why, you know? Why did I ever like it the old way, that old Monster Hunter? Mm-hmm. Who knows, who knows. All right, now I'll turn it over to you before we get into our topic. Okay. At 45 minutes in. Oh,
1: wow. So yeah, I was just thinking like, are we going a little along. Uh, so just, again, keeping you abreast uh, of if you're one of the three people who have not heard about this in the Nerdosphere, this is the Summer of Dritz Duwerden. If you don't know who that what is. What does it all mean, Basil? Yeah, exactly. So, it Dritz, Drizt, however the hell you pronounce it, is a you know a, a character created for uh, in the Forgotten Realms of Dungeons & Dragons who's a drow or drow or however you might pronounce it, the dark elves uh, of Minza and And uh, so anyway, he had a highly successful set of novels years ago. He's very much embedded in the the D&D lore. So, you know, um, right now there's a lot of content, interesting stuff coming out. If you like the character, you're in luck. If you don't, well, you'll learn to. But like, for instance, right now on YouTube, there's a poem by Ari Salvatore that's called Sleep Sounds. And it's like moving images, and they've used who to read the poem, but he has the most melodious voice, old uh, Benedict Scrumple Scrunch or whatever. And uh, uh, he, he does the, the voiceover. Check it out. It's really kind of neat. They've got like the little uh, drow babies in their uh, crib, and they've got like spiders crawling on them. And I'm like, get the spiders off the baby. Off you know? well, their drow. <laughs> exactly. They they love the the spiders. Um, and so there's a D and D TV show in the works and I'm led to believe that dritz will be, Dritz, whatever will be the main character?
0: Should we go controversial and ask you if you're a fan?
1: um i read the books back in the day and i appreciated them Ooh. but but true to form well it's like like i'll go watch star wars but there's people that i know personal good friends that like they touch themselves if you mention star wars I, i'm not that guy i appreciate star wars i'm not an uber fan again i appreciate the character i read the books but it's not something that i'm like you know i want to go re re-read those right now no yeah um so anyway but there's a, a, a tv show in the works may or may not have him as a main character but there's I'm led to believe um and right now there's like what do you call them pop figures or whatever there's a uh, pop uh vinyl whatever the pop vinyl there's one of dritz also Hasbro has put out some action figures of uh Guinevere his uh, beloved panther and da 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 and I think old uh, the dwarf battlehammer you know um and then he's he's got magic cards now too because remember Hasbro owns Magic the Gathering oh, yeah. so there's you know Dritz cards so there, for a few years I remember we thought man it'd be cool if they had some of the D and D concepts in Magic and then lo and behold uh, Watsy bought out TSR and I was like for years figuring well okay how did I not I thought of this twenty years ago why, why? and so now we're starting to see some bleed over and, and it should have been that way like now they're taking some of the magic card set concepts like a, a, a themed set that has its own world mm-hmm. as a backdrop for this set of cards they've made a like dnd source book for that you know whatever so yeah um and then there's a DD movie that's actually in production it's got chris pine you grant and some randos i never heard of and that one's moving ahead and in, in spite of COVID 19 it should be coming out in another year or so um and i'm wondering will Drizzt make an appearance in that movie, maybe it's a cameo or something.
0: Well, as the Mister Positivity that I am, oh, so positive. I haven't heard anything about this D and D movie that's made me think it's going to be worth two shakes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always of a mind that anything anymore, I'm like, how can they ruin this? But we'll see. But I, I try to be positive. And then finally, something I thought you should be interested in, if you haven't already heard this: <gasps> the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft is out. The new, the new Van Richten's. And out there in the 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 wilds, the reviews I'm getting. Exactly. If you're a big Touch Me D and D boy, oh, you're just like, oh boy, it's the best thing ever. And if you're more of an old schooler or a little bit of a grump or whatever, you're like, this is, yeah, this is the biggest bunch of woke blip blap, whatever stuff. So. I don't know. I, know. I know it's hard to believe Hasbro would put anything out that was like woke or u- Uber PC or whatever, you know. Okay, we'll be controversial here. Do you know what the woke part is? Again, I don't care enough to delve into it, but, okay. I, but I will say just doing, I try to do minimal. I do a little research, but minimal, obviously. But a little bit of research I did on this because I figured, let me go look at some reviews. Because you're my boy. You know, in case anybody who's listening to this doesn't know, he loves anything Ravenloft, usually. I won't say anything, but he's a fan of Ravenloft. At least the old school stuff, and so I looked at a couple of different reviews, and you could tell the guys that were just like, "I want you to like me, and you know, let me sell this nice stuff." And then there were like some more old dogs that were like, Ugh, "This is superfluous. There was no need to put this out. This is a cash grab, and it they ruined some of the better aspects because they tried way too hard to be, you know, what pronouns to use, whatever or something. Yeah. I have no opinion on that. I'm just putting it out there. Whatever your whatever your place is in that. There's your information.
0: Well, Some of the review stuff that I have seen is that they don't stat out monsters or dark lords or stuff like that in it. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that people are like, why am I buying a book that is just fluff? Right? Yeah. It doesn't give you any of the hard crunch data. Mm-hmm. And what I would say and what I have seen is people are like, if you stat it out, then you think you can kill it. Right. And that's fifth edition, baby. Yeah, so th- I think there are some times where they're like, oh, there's a giant swamp frog. Mm-hmm. Use the giant frog stats, but add in this little twist. We're not going to redo the stats here. We're just going to tell you this is what you should use. So people are like, no, you should have it in there. So depending on how you feel. But
1: that's one way to make you go make sure you've got, you bought your monster manual.
0: And for the TV. dark lords, they don't necessarily have stats. Mm-hmm. But personally, I'm one of the people that thinks that you really shouldn't be able to kill Strahd either no or the some of the guys
1: who are his contemporaries They're in the Demi plane of
0: you can defeat him really you know? but he will be back he is he's eternal he's always coming back he's yeah. the evil that you can't put down permanently kind of like Dracula in Castlevania yeah. you can stop him for a while but he'll be back and somebody's mm-hmm. gonna have to do it again
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I like that there should be some things that just simply no I mean they're a force of nature of sorts You can, yeah, play, you know, stymie their, their plans, but. So anyway, but and, and like I said, there's one review I could tell that was kind of that middle ground. And he had some good things to say about it. But he said that really, for him, I want to think he said only about a third of the book was useful. He said, no, that third, he loved, 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 loved. But he said really there was only about a third of the book that was, was
0: useful to him, he felt like, personally. So I'm not a D&D fanboy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to have every book that comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to love everything they do. But like you said, I am a Ravenloft fan. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. Yeah. It would have been a like automatic, I'm definitely gonna get this. Mm-hmm. But some of the reviews I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I just throw the money at it so you get more Ravenloft stuff.
1: So you had heard that, heard about it. You're yeah. aware of it. I should hope so. I mean, yeah, being who you are and you love Ravenloft. So But
0: if it's just a book of fluff, yeah, then why do I need it? Well, I have pretty much a complete collection. There's a few yeah. dribs and drabs here that I need, but I mean mm-hmm. I've got ninety-five percent of the Ravenloft stuff that ever came out.
1: And you know all the lore. You could be a,
0: a Ravenloft historian yourself probably. You know? And I could go back and read my second edition books. If there's no stats, if it's only fluff, why not use the fluff that I love? My lovable fluff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it is changed up, because I know there is some stuff like, we can't use Gypsy anymore. So, eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so there's that's that. Any other controversy you want to stir before we get into our topic? Absolutely not. <laughs>